You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip from tripadvice.com. This episode is sponsored by Spartagen XT, your all-natural supplement containing of herbs and vitamins that help you boost your sex drive and boost your libido and help boost your testosterone. So if you finish too fast in the bedroom, if you have trouble maintaining an erection, this is your all-natural option for you to fix those issues. So instead of getting prescriptions and getting those pharmaceuticals, you can stick with something all natural and more sustainable to help naturally boost your sex drive. So if that's something that is an issue right now or you're worried about it being an issue in the future, then check this out, Spartagen XT, and you can get yours today at SpartanLibido.com. Again, that's SpartanLibido.com, S-P-A-R-T-A-N-L-I-B-I-D-O.com. You can check that out in the show notes. So go and get yours today. In this episode, we are interviewing a really interesting guy named Matt Dabschuitz. I think I might have butchered his name. So Matt, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I didn't get the right pronunciation of your last name. But his name is Matt, and he does an awesome podcast called Porn Free Radio. That's right, Porn Free Radio. And so I've, I've done a couple episodes before in the past about porn and, and its effects on guys and, and how porn addiction can be really bad for being able to go out and actually get into relationships and meet girls and attract girls. And Matt is an expert on this and he shares his story about porn addiction and he talks about some ways uh, that you can notice if porn is a problem in your life. And again, he's got an awesome podcast called Porn Free Radio. You can go to pornfreeradio.com to check more on him. And uh, and Matt gives us some great stuff today to uh, to go over and to think about. You know, it's more of one of those kind of thinking episodes just to really uh, look over your life and see if porn is an issue. And if it is, you know, Matt gives a couple tips on, on how to how to fix that. So we're going to go into that in just a second. If you have a question that you want answered on the podcast, all you got to do, all you got to do is call in 323-432-0025. When you call in, you will be able to leave a voicemail and I will listen to it and I will, uh, I'll answer it. I'll answer it for you and make sure that you know, we uh, we attack your questions on attraction, on relationships, on girls, on understanding women, and all the above. So go ahead and call in 323-432-0025. And as always, if you want a free product of mine called Conversation That Gets You Dates, which will teach you all about how to talk to girls and all the steps in between from going and approaching her to getting her on a date, then you can get that for free. All you got to do is leave a review in iTunes, take a screenshot of the review for the How to Talk to Girls podcast, email me, trip at tripadvice.com, and we will get you access to that program. So go ahead and do that. All right, let's go into today's interview with Mr. Matt from Porn Free Radio talking about porn addiction. Here it is. Hey, Matt, how's it going? 
Great trip. It's a rainy, uh, uh, rainy Monday here in uh, the Chicago area. Yes, yes, it sure is. We're both, we're both from Chicago, and we're both. Well, I'm from Chicago. He's from the South, but we're both in Chicago right now. And uh, yeah, it's kind of cool though that we're, it's really just funny that we're on Skype doing this, and we're probably maybe ten miles apart at the moment. But I'm happy to have you and happy to have you share some of your knowledge on on what it means to be porn free and what that's all about. And uh, well, let's get into this for a second. When did you start this podcast? Why did you start this podcast? The one that you do. Uh, exactly. Well, I started Porn Free Radio, my podcast, about a year and a half ago. And it came out of my own recovery from porn. And, and so that you have to go back a number of years. I was newly married and my wife caught me downloading pornography on our home computer. And it was a pretty shocking revelation. She didn't know that I had uh, an addiction or compulsion around pornography. She didn't know the depth of it. I had hid, I had lied. And basically that night, you know, I was caught and exposed and I was really scared of losing everything. Like I, I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen to my marriage. And as I started telling her more of the details about how deep I had gotten and how much I was using it, you know, I was really worried and scared. But thankfully, you know, we were able to kind of work through it. And I was actually able to to get some help and and to start to shift, because I had hidden this for years. I had probably been addicted since I was a kid. And, you know, here I was, 31, and, you know, kind of starting over, trying to figure out what, how to get the pieces back together and, and how to talk about this. And, and so the interesting thing about starting the podcast is, even though I had been in recovery a long time, I, I just still see the same guy. I see guys doing the same patterns, getting stuck getting isolated and not knowing what to do, uh, even if they wanted to quit, you know, not knowing what to do next. Let me ask you a question. I want to I differentiate here unless we're talking about the same thing because we're talking about porn and most guys are clearly masturbating to porn. So do you, are you against masturbation or are you just against porn or, or both or where, where do you stand with this and how does it work? Well, the, uh, it's what I'm against. What I'm against is is for me. What I've realized is porn and let, let's face it. Most guys who look at porn are masturbating. Masturbation with porn to me um, is not <clears throat> not getting me what I want in life. It's not creating more intimacy with my wife. It's not um, it's not helping me uh, grow as a person. It, it was actually kind of holding me back. So I'm not going to come out on your podcast. I mean, obviously you have a lot of listeners and, and you guys are coming from different uh, perspectives on different, on lots of different ideas. But for me, um, you have to ask yourself, is it good to do or is it something, or is there something better that you really want in life that it could be inhibiting? And so for me, like masturbation was with porn and fantasy was just tied into the whole porn addiction thing. And so I, I had to take a step back from both of those and realize those behaviors weren't helping me get what I wanted in life. For other guys, they might come, 
and realize there's, you know, that masturbation or could be healthy or there could be other reasons that they want to do it. But for me, it was all tied with, with sort of this self-serving, self-seeking, basically way to, to disconnect from people. Yeah, absolutely. And do you say that in a way where it's because you're looking at a screen or are you also saying it because you'll, you'll be really disconnecting from people because you're just focused on maybe when you're going to look at porn next? It's, I mean, there's a screen component, but it's really about not being in reality. You know, um, you know, long before there was internet pornography, people wrote about this issue of, you know, being, you know, just having this active fantasy life where you were just constantly, you know, there's a, a famous writer named C.S. Lewis, and he talked about, you know, having a harem of women in your head that, you know, no real woman could ever live up to because you're constantly cultivating these outrageous uh, fantasies and living in the, living more and more in that world than you are in the world of real connection and real intimacy with a with a partner. Now I could hear maybe a guy you know listening to this and and not really knowing what that means you know connection and intimacy with a partner because they've never experienced it before so they're like yeah that sounds boring I'm just going to go with the porn like you haven't made a strong um, case, you know what I mean? And, and I can see just a guy being lost. So maybe you can help us understand, you know, what is it about having that, that is more fulfilling, more meaningful and better? Well, I can only really speak to my experience and I'll tell you, Trip, I really struggled with a, a lie that I believed about myself. And the lie was that I was unlovable. And that might be hard to get uh, across or it might not totally relate to everybody, but it was this idea that I wasn't good enough and that why would anyone really love me? And it got in when I was a kid, there was some trauma that happened in my family and my mom had some depression as a result of it. My dad kind of withdrew and I just got this message as a kid that I wasn't good enough. And you know, my parents are great guys and great, great parents. I still have a good relationship with them, but they just couldn't give me everything I needed. And I took that right into my teenage years when I discovered pornography and, and as I grew as into an adult. And I kept looking to the porn and to the fantasy to, to make me feel affirmed, to make me feel like I was good enough and okay. And the sad thing is, is it never fulfills. Like anyone who uh, has struggled with pornography, and I say struggle meaning like they're compulsively looking at it, realizes that they can never get enough. They're always on the hunt, on the search for to try to meet those needs. And that's exactly what I was doing. Well, what happened when I disrupted this pattern in my life, actually the pattern got disrupted by my wife catching me. And as I started working in recovery, what happened was, the pain started coming up. The thing that I was running from, this feeling of unlovable, this thing that was driving me, the trigger that was driving me to the porn started getting to the surface. And I I was able to name it. I was actually able to go, you know what? This is really holding me back, this feeling of being unlovable. I don't trust people. 
I don't uh, share this part of myself. Um, I'm very vulnerable here. And, uh, and so what, what the porn allowed me to do was expose some, some weakness, some places where I had needs. And, uh, and so through my wife and even through some of my guy friends, I was just able to be more honest about who I really was. And the more that I was honest about my weakness, the more I felt loved and affirmed in that place that I think I had been hiding. So that was kind of what, what did it for me. So when I talk about intimacy and connection, it's about really being known and seen uh, for who you are, you know, the good parts and the bad parts. And, and as you're seen more, as they, as people see who you really are and, and, and you're more honest, some of the need for the porn goes away. It still is a, you know, temptation and there's still, you know, something powerful about it. But, you know, my reasons now for being porn free are a lot more about being who I am and being honest. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. That's good. So, uh, let's, let's go even deeper. I mean, you know, I can imagine, you know, some of the guys who are listening right now are not in relationships or maybe, or maybe have an experienced relationship. So, you know, they kind of want to know what that's like or, or, you know, how amazing that could be. And, you know, they, all they, all they know of, of sex or relationships might be pornography or that's how they've seen it. So what does the difference between both of those look like? Well, when I first, I'll be honest, my first few years of marriage and even my first few years of recovery I preferred porn over my wife. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I, I, I don't know how else to say it, but just be, I'm just honest because porn was always available. It always was perfectly tuned to what I wanted, you know, in that moment, it never asked for anything. It always seemed to, to just, you know, be, it was aimed right at me. It was right whatever. And, and it was a, it was a lie. It was a fantasy, but it's still, that's what it, that's the way it felt. Now, the way it feels now for me, the, the real shift happened probably a few years into recovery. I realized I was enjoying the connection with my wife sexually. Um, I was focused just not on my needs, but her needs. And I realized that I would rather uh, do stuff with her, be connected with her physically and sexually, uh, then to go to the porn because it was real. Like when I was talking about that feeling of being lovable, like I realized that there was a deeper love that was actually being exchanged as I cared about her needs, as she cared about my needs. It, it went deeper than just the the very surface level that porn, you know, tries to, tries to meet. I, I can't quite explain it, but I knew that's when it was working, uh, when that was the case. And, you know, I know a lot of your guys are single or they're thinking about being in relationships. And, you know, I have a lot of single guys who call me either for coaching or want to get some advice. And they're scared to death that they're realizing that 
they don't want to be with women anymore like that or that they're having trouble either they're having trouble with erections or they're just not um they're 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 realizing that they want to go to the porn more than they want to go um you know to real women and and they see it as a problem they're like really going how do i stop this like i i need to figure out a way to get a control of porn because i really want a relationship i really want to be physically intimate with a woman and i can't right now because they're so so much more interested in pornography yeah there's a obsessive part in their mind that keeps going back to it and they they get into compulsive behavior patterns where they're you know compulsively masturbating to porn and so they're having trouble breaking out of it it started maybe as curiosity as a teenager or maybe just even like a hormonal kind of thing but then they're getting in their 20s and their early 30s and they're like I can't stop this and it's screwing up all my relationships right and 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 I'm having trouble explaining why I can't stay hard. Like it's becoming an issue. So some of these guys that have come to you that are more interested in porn, they're so they're so into that that they won't even go and try to meet girls. Is that what you're saying? Well, they're they're realizing that there's a part of them that wants to not that they're just kind of pulling away that they're that they they're preferring you know they're looking for ways to get alone with their computer than to take take risks or if they're in relationship they're having a hard time connecting sexually with their partner so it's having you know it's having effects with both yeah it's definitely inhibiting them from from being in real relationships yeah and i think the thing that guys have to to understand and this could be tough to understand even if you have had a lot of sex that at the end of the day sex is much better than porn and it sounds like an obvious statement but you know when you cannot look at porn or stay away from it for a while and then get intimate with a girl and have sex with a girl you're going to be doing it and in the middle of it you're going to be like oh this is so much better than looking at a screen and uh and being by myself yeah, and I mean the ultimate I think expression of our sexuality is when we connect meaningfully with another person. Like I think it sex draws us out of ourselves. Um and so if we're if we're looking at porn, we're really going we're really retreating inside to our in inside ourselves. Um and so you know, we've all done it. I mean, I'm I'm not immune. Gosh, I was the chief of all porn addicts. But, you know, ultimately now I want to go without, I want to go outside of myself. I don't want to be stuck in the aloneness uh, of just the porn addiction anymore. So let's start defining a little bit so guys who are listening can kind of get an idea to see where they're at. Sure. You know, what... On the scale, what does it look like in terms of if someone is addicted to porn or maybe they're a, they're kind of on, on the cusp there uh, or they're doing okay? Like, What would you say is, is, is the difference between, between someone who is and someone who isn't? Well, I, I have a really simple definition of a, a, an addict. And, and 
you know, there's there's been a lot of debate about whether porn, whether you can be addicted to porn or whether it's a, an addiction like alcohol or something like that. But this is the simple way that I like to define it. An addict is someone who tries to substitute something physical for an emotional or spiritual need. Okay, so it's it's in the case of me, you know, I felt unlovable. So I wanted that affirmation. So I substituted getting real love and affirmation um, for porn. I, or I substitute porn for trying to get real love and affirmation. So the question is, is if you're compulsively looking at porn, are you trying to meet an emotional need with the porn? And if the answer is yes, you know, you're trying to get love, you're trying to get affirmation, you're trying to get, you know, trying to, deal with anger, whatever it is, then there's an issue. You're, you're substituting this physical thing for an emotional need. Now, in terms of how much, you know, I don't know. I mean, how, how, how good is it to substitute, you know, something physical for something emotional? Like, I don't know. I mean, what is it, is it, is it bad to do it a couple times a week, three times a week? I don't know. But ultimately, you have to figure out what are the bigger needs that you have in your life and where are you moving towards? Now, that's kind of like, I don't know, is that a good answer? I don't, I don't know if that ex- makes enough sense. No, I think that is a good answer. It's not so much of how much you're doing it. It's more about why you're doing it. That, that's my interpretation of what you just said. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And I... I you know, one of the first steps that I try to work with my guys on is coming up uh, with, I call it, I just came up with this, a selfish reason for giving up porn. Because a lot of times people, when they think about porn, they either get hung up on, you know, someone else, like my wife doesn't like it, or, you know, they, they you know, some guys have conflict with their religion or their faith, they feel guilty but I'm like, well, what's the reason that you, what do you want in life that you're not getting and, and porn is a problem, a part of, you know, so come up with a, you know, it would be better. I mean, like just even thinking about you, it's like, I, I want to date girls. Like that is a great reason to say that is the reason you're quitting porn because that's a goal that you're trying to go towards. Um, whereas like some other things, like I don't, I, I don't feel good about it or, you know, you know, my girlfriend doesn't like it. Those kind of, those aren't really motivating the idea of what's, what's the selfish motivation. One thing that a lot of guys who, who I work with have, have um, identified about porn is it takes away their confidence. It really erodes their confidence because deep down they feel like I'm kind of broken and, you know, for lack of a lack of a better word, I'm kind of perverted or I'm, you know, I'm just kind of this broken porn person. And so, and it, and so it just, it plays in their mind with their confidence. And so it's always in the back of their mind that they're doing this. And so some guys have just said, I just want more confidence in my life and porn takes away my confidence. I would also think too, another, another, you more specific way it could at someone's confidence is that you're watching you're fantasizing about the woman on the screen right and in some form you want that woman 
Yes. Because you're watching it and you're watching her and and you're fantasizing about being with her. But she's not really there and you're not really with her. So it may feel good in that moment, but then all of a sudden, you know, you're done and you're done watching it or you're done masturbating and you're like, well, here I am again, back alone. I don't actually have that girl. And the only way I can actually be with her is through watching her on my computer or my phone. So I can imagine that would be something that might hurt a guy's confidence and he would have to keep on retreating back to watching it to either feel confident or maybe just still not. But watching it, you know, almost a sadness as if like, oh, I can't have her. I can't have her. That Yeah, that pattern of aloneness, it just keeps repeating. And, you know, a lot of my guys um, who I work with, you know, they've identified being alone as a trigger for them to do porn. So if porn ultimately at the end of the orgasm or after you stop watching it makes you feel more alone, then it keeps you stuck in the pattern. So that would be a good sign right there. I would say if if you are doing it and afterwards you feel more alone, that could be definitely a sign. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I start every podcast by saying I, I work with motivated guys who want to quit looking at porn. I, I start with the idea that the people out there already sort of have an idea that this isn't the best for them, that there's something about it, the pattern that's, that's causing them not to get what they want in life. I, I'm not one of these guys who's going to be out in front of a porn convention with a picket sign. Right. Telling guys, don't watch porn, don't watch porn. I, I feel like, and, and that's kind of what I want this podcast episode to be about, more of an awareness, you know. Maybe a guy doesn't even know. It's not really much us standing on our soapboxes preaching, but more so just telling guys the effects of of too much and what it could do and making you know the listener aware that if they do have an issue, well, they can do something about it if they find that they do. I, I loved one of your one of your episodes where you were talking about porn trip and you you actually said, "What if you had the control to eliminate porn from the world? You know, would you do it?" And I mean, I definitely my answer would be yes. I, I would definitely eliminate it if I could make this not an issue for guys. I would definitely do it. But I under, I totally understood where you were coming from with str- struggling to answer that question. Um, because it does really inhibit a lot of guys and it keeps them uh, from really pressing into real relationship and, and it, and it does take their confidence. So it's a tough, it's a tough thing. I, I, yeah, I don't want to be on the soapbox, but then again, I do see it hurting real guys. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, the, the thing is, Matt, is that it's getting, I don't want to say the word worse, but it just it's um, it's getting a little more intense as our technology grows. You know, you said you quit in two thousand one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you were able to stream large amounts of of uh, of porn at your fingertips in two thousand one as you might be able to do today in two thousand fifteen. No, and I I um, <laughs> I mean, I thank God that I got recovery back then because I don't think I could handle some of the ways the world is now. Um, 
How do you mean? Well, I mean, I, I, I was really addicted. I mean, I, you know, was, um, I mean, I was compulsively downloading pictures and, and video had just started. And, um, I, I just think it would be so much harder now that with so many different devices and, and things that if I were in that addiction cycle, I, I just would, I, I know myself, I would be really lost, I think. So I, I mean, I, I'm happy that I had recovery when I did, but I, that's part of the reason why I do the podcast is, you know, there's so many guys out there who are just coming to a basic awareness that their phone is becoming, you know, their, their lover or something, you know, they, they can't live without their phone because they're looking at so much porn on it. And, you know, so I don't know. I mean, it, I, I think for me, I just realized for me, it would just be really tough to try to start now based on the way I was wired back then. Yeah, it's definitely at your fingertips and you can access it very easily. So let me ask you this. For for the guy who is interested in, in trying out going porn free or wants to, uh, you know, just see if it's possible for him or see even as an experiment, because I always say this, uh, I, my motto is about, you know, experimentation. You know, it's yeah. like you don't have to commit to anything in terms of cre- or in terms of creating change, try experimenting and see how it is. You know, a lot of guys don't even know women too what something might be able to do for them. So let the experiment kind of guide your way to see if it's good for you and if it feels good. Because you know anyone can sit here and say eat healthy and and you know don't watch porn and do do this and do that and the person who's listening might kind of be like, okay, yeah, I should do that. But they don't really know why. And they don't really know what that feels like. So I always say, hey, you know, why not experiment, you know, doing X and Y to see how it works for you and see how it feels. Because I feel like that could be uh, a, st- a stronger way of showing the person that maybe it's something that is for them. So Anyways, with that long-winded explanation, uh, my question for you is what can a guy do to maybe experiment or to uh, try for good if they wanted to to stop porn and, and stop the addiction? Do you have any tips or things that have helped you or things that you know have helped other guys in the past to help get over this? Well, sometimes guys, you know, will have a big goal in mind. They'll be like, hey, I want to give up porn, you know, for the rest of my life or something like that. And and it's really hard to wrap our brains around such a big type of commitment. And sometimes they'll be focused on a year or some magic number, 90 days, something like that. But I really think you need to get down to like something more manageable, like 30 days. So one of the things I work with my guys on is let's come up with a plan for 30 days. Um, what, what do we need to put in place to eliminate porn for 30 days. Some guys, it might be seven days, might be, let's do a week. And that, that, that's one thing that you do need though. You need some sort of plan. It's really hard to accidentally go porn free based on how much access we have now. So you need some basic things in your life to help you. Um, And, you know, basically, you know, one of the things I like to do with my guys 
on my podcast, I've done this the last two years is I release a podcast called going porn free for 2016. Um, and it kind of walks people through what it's like to build that first 30 day plan. And, um, and so that might be a good place to start is to go through the planning exercise of what does it mean to have 30 days? Like, and I go through the, what we just talked about, you know, coming up with a selfish reason, um, basically identifying some of those triggers, some of those beliefs that maybe we have, you know, that are specific to us. You know, that's one thing is not everyone's relationship with porn is the same. Some people are looking to it for different things. So kind of getting close, getting awareness of what you're looking for in it and then building some active commitments and some things to help you avoid the behaviors that lead to uh, looking at porn. That's kind of what I work, work through. So, I mean, that would be a good starting point. I, I'm actually going to post uh, that podcast this week. Uh, this is, you know, the middle of December. I'm going to post that. So it'll be out there at pornforadio.com and I'm actually going to make a video version of it too. So people can go through and download the worksheets and it's all free. And um, so that would be a good place to start 30 day plan. I like that. That's really good. It's funny too, because 30 days is a long time. I've done different types of challenges uh, in different areas and 30 days, uh, not to discourage anyone, but uh, 30 days can be difficult. But at the same time, if you can do something, try to create a habit, whatever it is for 30 days, uh, be proud of yourself because it's not easy. It's definitely something that is a challenge, but, um, you know, can really, really help you in the end. Yeah. And, and I mean, again, you couldn't, you could do seven. I mean, I do know for a lot of guys who are single out there, 30 days is a really long time. A guy like me or someone who's been caught with pornography with their wife, there's this weird, you know, kind of built in motivation, you know, to kind of gut it out. Uh, it's a little harder when you're a single guy and you got, you know, you just don't have the same structure in your life. Um, but even seven days, if you really focused um, and, you know, you would start to see, I think, some of the benefits and and build up some of the confidence. I think, you know, if there's one thing I could let your audience know is it's possible to be porn free. It really is. I think there's this feeling in our culture that, oh, well, it just, this is something everybody does. This will just always be here. There's no hope for change. But I definitely think this is something that if this is a problem for you, it's something that there's hope that you can eliminate it from your life and move on. I mean, I've done it and other guys I work with have done it and it's, it's totally possible. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I want to encourage anyone who's listening who is who is like, you know what, I'm not, they feel inside of them, you know, I don't think I am addicted and I don't think that this is an issue for me and I don't feel lonely or I don't do it for any kind of heavy emotional reason. I still challenge that guy to experiment and test it out because what it can do on another end is it could just motivate you to go out and meet more girls, you know? So, you know, if you are struggling with, you know, feeling encouraged or motivated to go out and, and actually, you know, unite with someone physically rather than over a screen, you know, I challenge you to, to try to do it anyway. 
and see how it works for you and see if it kind of gets you off your butt and goes out and gets you to go out and, uh, and meet more women and, and see what that can do for you. So that's one of my thoughts. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about coming on this show and thinking about what I was like as a single guy. And, you know, this is a really weird thing to say. I love my wife and I'm totally, I mean, man, she was the best thing that, you know, that happened to me. Um, and, and really changed my life. And, and a lot of walking through this issue really, um, grew us closer together and, and made me feel love at that deep level. But I, there's a part of me that wishes I could do my single life over again, not because, you know, I want to connect with more women or that I'm not happy in my marriage, but, but I would come at dating so much more from a whole place of like, uh, not using women or not, um, uh, being narcissistic or selfish. It would be cool to just connect and, and be more real with people. Cause I think I was kind of pretending and, and, uh, you know, kind of putting on a false front because I still had this porn thing in the background. So, you know, I definitely think you could do life differently if, if you eliminated this area and, I would, you know, it would be cool to go back in time and see what I would be like now, knowing what I know now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's that's one of the things I preach here on the podcast is it's it's going to be so much better for guys in the long run to be able to go out and meet girls coming from that whole place, coming from a place of security rather than insecurity, you know, and coming from a place where they can, you know, meet girls with true confidence and not confidence you know, built artificially, maybe through alcohol or through, uh, you know, memorizing some routines that they heard from some pickup artist on, on YouTube, you know, but really coming in from a place where they're like, you know what, I'm excited to meet, I'm excited for girls to meet me and not some fake version of me. Yeah. And the coolest thing that I've realized with my wife is there's so much more balance because, you know, one of the reasons why I was so fearful when she caught me was I thought she would reject me. And now that kind of fear is not in our relationship. I don't have that fear that she's going to reject me. I know that she has grown with me and stood by me. So I have a real secure confidence in her love for me. And, and then at the same time, my love for her has matured as I've broken out of sort of these, this compulsive addiction. And so, you know, it's so much more balanced I'm not looking for her to meet all my needs and fix my problems. And I'm also able to love her at a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah. That is very mature. I definitely see that. So, you know, it's funny because I think about this and I think guys who are single or I should say guys who are married or in relationships probably have just as hard of a time with this then guys are single. You know, guys who who listen to this are probably single. They're probably thinking, you know, or they might be thinking it's really hard. It's harder for guys who are single because they don't have a, a woman there, right? If you're married or you're in a relationship, it's a lot easier to have sex because you have a partner who's there and willing. But it seems to be, and you're an example of that, is that it's that's not the case. It could definitely ruin relationships and, you know, like you said, you can look forward more to watching porn 
than being with your partner. Yeah. I mean, I'm working mostly with married guys. So my audience is, there's a percentage of my guys and your guys that kind of overlap, but most of the guys I'm working with are married guys and they went into marriage thinking that it would solve their problems, especially with porn. Um, and it didn't, if anything, being in relationship with a real woman with real needs and, you know, who gets tired sometimes or isn't feeling well, those kinds of things, those are, you know, those are things that drive people right to porn if they don't have a plan or if they haven't really been intentional about setting up their lives. And, and it feels worse. You know, I work with guys who have kids and they feel horrible because they're just like, you know, it's not just, you know, they're just so worried. What if my kids find this? What if, what, what am I going to do? Am I, am I even the person that they think I am? You know, there's just all it, their confidence as a dad is eroded. So that might be a little farther off for a lot of your guys, but, but dealing with things on this side of marriage or this side of a, of a, a partnership is so much easier in some ways, because if you can get some hold of it now, then when you walk into that relationship, you'll be able to be more present and not fall into the same traps that some of these other guys in long-term relationships fall into. Right. And the last thing you want in a marriage is a sexless marriage. Am I right? Absolutely. That, and, and, you know, last thing you want, you don't want a, a marriage that's based on false intimacy where, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm getting my needs met over here. And then we sort of connect some of the time and, you know, it's, you want something that's, that's meaningful. Right. Exactly. Well, Matt, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on here and, and talk to us about this and, and just learning from you and your experience and, you know, shedding some knowledge uh, for the guys who are listening right now who are interested in this topic and seeing uh, if, if they can do anything to, to fix an issue that they might have or, you know, test something out to see if, if going porn free is, is good for them. So uh, thanks for coming on and, and speaking to us. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, Trip. And uh, if you guys are interested in learning more about this porn-free life, well, all you need to do is go to Porn Free Radio. And you can find that in the self-help section in iTunes, uh, where I am at as well. So he's right there, and he's got an episode, like he said, coming up about how to do it in 2016. So again, go ahead and check that out, and check out his website, pornfreeradio.com. Thanks again, Matt. Thanks, Trip. Anytime. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review. Over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast? Email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com.